If you're listening to this on the day it's released, it's Thanksgiving, in the U.S. anyway. So happy Thanksgiving. And I know some of you are not in the U.S., you are worldwide, and so thank you for tuning in. But before we get started, I just want to tell you thank you so much for choosing to listen week after week, episode after episode, for popping into my DMs, my emails, even my snail mail mailbox. (laughs) Thank you. It means the world to me to know that I am serving you in a way that makes it so that you want to come back and listen again. I hope that you're getting some value out of what I'm sharing, and I hope, I hope that you are sharing it with others, sharing me with others, and that honestly is the best compliment, is when when you share. Hey, I learned something new. I have this great resource for you. So thank you. I appreciate you. And on this day, this marks the 33rd episode of Fig and Farm at Home Design Happy Living. And we've hit a couple milestones. And because today in the U.S. anyway is Thanksgiving, I just wanted to say a huge thank you. The milestones we've reached are ones that I didn't think were possible as soon as they were possible. And I am just humbled that part of my job is getting to sit behind the mic with a warm tea beside me, my furry little animals running beside me, and I get to talk to you. And it just makes me smile. So if you haven't yet, would you pop in anywhere I've mentioned before, Instagram, Facebook group, email, and would you tell me how this show um, has impacted you? Have you shared the show? And if you haven't, would you please do that for me this weekend? All right. So those of you in the U.S., you might not be listening today. And in fact, I hope that you're not, because I really hope that you are spending time with your family. But for those of you elsewhere, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about gratitude. And my question for you today is gratitude a buzzword? What do you think? We hear it day in and day out, and that's what we're talking about today. So take a listen. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style. Where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Gratitude. That's what we're talking about today. And I hesitate just a little bit because it feels a little bit overused that word. It feels a little bit cliche, but I don't think it should be. I think it is super powerful and 
can be such a wonderful um, addition to anyone's life. But I know that when I was in October, when I was planning out the content for my Facebook group, I worried a little bit about bringing that in. And I worried a little bit about it because I didn't want to upset anyone with how familiar the word has been becoming and how easy it is to roll off the tongue. And I think it has a deeper meaning and a meaning that sometimes looks really great on a cute little Pinterest image, or it looks really great on a cute little card that we get at a boutique, or it looks really great on a t-shirt or a mug. But when you stop to think about it, gratitude is really powerful. And when I was doing a little bit of research for why that is, of course, I came across articles written by way smarter people than I am, and who study it as not just a practice to do, a trend to follow, but as a means for their job. It is their expertise. So today, we're going to go there. We're going to talk about what gratitude is, why it is beneficial, and a few reasons or a few practices you can take um, to start implementing gratitude into your daily life. So gratitude, what is it? It is the practice of being thankful. When you give gratitude and when you receive gratitude, your body does an amazing thing. It releases dopamine and serotonin. And those are the teeny tiny little neurotransmitters that are responsible for telling us if we feel happy. So maybe you're wondering if the equation kind of looks like this. The more gratitude I give or receive, the more dopamine I release equals the happier I'll be. And I think that about sums it up. But I think that's also easier said than done. When we live in a world that is constantly bombarding us with negative news or divisiveness or just yuck, sometimes finding gratitude is harder harder to do than it is to say. It's harder to practice than it is to feel. So how do you do that? And why would you do that? Why would you... Why would you fight against this stream and this current of what seems like negativity happening in our world? I can't speak to anyone else's motivation for practicing gratitude, but I can speak to mine. And what I noticed years ago is that sometimes when I surrounded myself with company that tended to be on a little bit more on the negative side, I mirrored that negativity and I didn't like it. I didn't like the way that it felt. This was also happening when my babies were babies, when it was really hard. And I felt like I was living in the trenches of toddler years and tantrums and diapers and all the chaos that surrounds having very small children and multiple small children. So being inundated with this idea of my job was really hard. And coupling that with company that wasn't terrible, I don't want to say that, but just had a little bit more glasses half empty outlook on life. And my attitude has always been glasses half full. 
But when I was already in this hard situation, this hard, these hard years of raising my babies and not really seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with that, of course, now they're grown and, and I miss those days and would love for those days. But during the time you don't see that you can't see beyond the next poopy diaper and sleepless night. (laughs) But when that is already hard, that situation is already hard. And then the company you keep is is not necessarily super positive and maybe the news I was consuming was not super positive. It felt like a weight on my shoulders and I desperately, desperately wanted to change that. And I could only be responsible for my own actions. And so I started changing that and knowing that I always tended to lean on the glasses half uh, full side anyway, I just made it um, made it my mission to say one nice thing every single day, (laughs) even though I might not have wanted to say one nice thing. And I started then paying attention to those things that were really, really annoying me, like driving and the driver in front of me going 15 miles below the speed limit or, not turning on their blinker or cutting me off or, you know, anything like that. The person who, um, in line at the grocery store said something rude or whatever the situation was, I, I tried working on reframing that initial thought that was in my mind of what a jerk, what a rude thing to do. What a rude thing to say. Of course, let me just stop it here and say, I am not perfect. (laughs) And this is still a practice I do keep. I do try to have in the back of my mind that that person, whatever rude thing they just did or said, or they're putting out into the world, whatever I see in that, I have a response. And my response is only, um, what, what I am in control of. And I don't know what they're going through. I don't know why they said that rude thing, but I can control my response to it. And that took a lot, a lot of years, honestly, um, to get to a space that feels so much healthier, so much better, so much happier. And at the time, of course, this is before gratitude was a, a buzzword, a cliche word, a, I'm going to pin those gratitude statements onto a t-shirt and wear it around like a badge of honor. That was before then. But noticing how you felt and how I felt was really important. And noticing that I didn't like the way I felt. I didn't like the person I was. I wanted people to see my heart. And if that meant I wore it on my sleeve, and if that meant I cried in public, well, sorry, (laughs) I'm going to cry in public if I need to. But it just meant that there was some humanity to me that was helping me dig out of that trench of toddlerdom. And of course, as the years grew with them growing and days got easier, nights got longer because sleep was happening more, um, it started shifting and it started shifting in a way that was really very, very positive and very wonderful. So whatever your motivation is for practicing gratitude, and maybe you don't have that motivation yet. Maybe you are still thinking about it as it's just a buzzword. It's just a trend to follow. Maybe you'll be intrigued to know these things, that gratitude has been linked to 
of course, feelings of happiness, like we just explained, but um, having a happier perception of life in general or situations in general. It's been linked to um, sometimes a reduction of anxiety and depression. Sometimes it's been linked to um, the encouragement of healthier behavior or overall health. Sometimes it has been linked to um, increasing your relationships, bettering and furthering along your relationships, helping with recovery or addiction. Gratitude has been linked to all of those things and even more. Those are just some of the ones that popped out to me today. And it's fascinating to note that gratitude can become a habit. Practicing gratitude and seeing um, the benefits of gratitude on your own life can become habitual. You know, the idea that success begets success or kindness begets kindness is kind of the same way. Gratitude begets gratitude. The more you practice it, the more it becomes and it's habitual. And that to me is a hope to hold on to in a world that sometimes feels so dark and yucky, that sometimes feels like you need a home to retreat to because the information you consume or um, the news that comes out into the world is so dark. So knowing that gratitude, when it starts with you, can beget more gratitude and can really transform your outlook on life, and not only your outlook, but sometimes even a physical um, benefit is amazing. And of course, I would love to say that the minute you become grateful for something that maybe yesterday you weren't, your world would change and we would see rainbows and unicorns and butterflies and all the things. But if we think of it like a mustard seed, powerful things come. Powerful things come if we just let that one mustard seed take root. Okay, so are you wondering what are some ways that you can start practicing gratitude? I have three. I have three ideas. The first idea is to be willing to open your eyes, to open your heart, and to be mindful of things that might not have caught your attention yesterday. Teeny tiny little things that you can express gratitude for. And in the beginning, it might be something really mundane, and it might be something that doesn't feel anything. It doesn't feel a whole heck of anything. Like, I'm grateful for that hot shower I took this morning. But that is a start. And in fact, if you recounted your day and you thought from today, whatever time you're listening to this podcast, the things that you did throughout your day, can you name one thing, mundane or not, that catches your attention? Are you listening to this podcast on a walk? Awesome. Are you grateful for the legs that allow you to walk? Sure. Are you just finishing up a Zoom meeting that allows you to, to work from home instead of drive two hours in a commute to, to the office in the city? Awesome. I bet you're grateful that you don't have to sit in traffic. It's mundane, but that is something. Are you listening to this as you prepare dinner and um, 
you are eating something other than boxed macaroni and cheese. I bet you can be grateful that your kiddo's palate has expanded a little bit. <laughs> but pay attention. Pay attention to the small things and name one small thing each day. Which leads me to number two, and that is naming them, but not just naming them, naming them with your kids present. So at dinner time, or when you're tucking them in at night, when you're saying your prayers and kissing them goodnight, ask them to name one good thing that happened. What was one good thing? And be sure to share yours. Because when you model this for your kiddos, it becomes habit. And habit earlier in the years than it might be for you. So as you're sharing it with your kiddos and you're asking them, sometimes you might need to give an example or ask a leading question. Was it a good thing that mommy took you to school today? Hey, I knew you had PE and not music and you love PE. Are you grateful for PE? Sometimes naming it for your kiddo can help them start to recognize for themselves some of the highlights of their day. Some of the things that, yes, in fact, they are grateful for. And they can start discerning for themselves what it is that makes them grateful. Another option for naming these things that you're grateful for isn't just around the dinner table or on the car ride home with your kiddo or in the bath um, when they're taking a bath or bedtime routine. But what about writing it down, putting it in a journal or on a sticky note writing it on your paper planner, just as a reminder that this is what I recognize today as something that was good. Maybe even sending a text to yourself, talking about it at the end of the day um, as, you, as you and your husband get ready for bed. You share your day and you share what happened today and you name one thing that you're grateful for. And as you begin that practice, it might seem awkward at first, it might seem forced at first, it might seem really weird at first, but do it. Do it one day and the next day and the next day. And pretty soon, chances are your kiddo is going to be asking you, hey mom, what are you grateful for today? What was one good thing that you can be thankful for today? Chances are. And the third idea for practicing gratitude is just being mindful of the company you keep, the conversations you have, the news you watch, the articles you read, um, the social media posts that you consume and ask yourself if these things are um, glass half full or glass half empty. Ask yourself if these things bring value to your life, if they bring you joy, if they bring light into your world, if they fill you up, or are these things kind of weighing you down? And remember in all circumstances, you have the power of your reaction. You are in control of your reaction to those things. And that, my dear, is hopeful. All right, so just quickly to recap, gratitude begets gratitude. And three quick ways to start practicing it is to just be mindful. Open up your eyes to the teeny tiny little mundane things. You don't need to win the lottery or get a new car to be grateful. You can be grateful for the teeny tiny things. Name those things, model that for your kiddos, or share it with your husband, share it with a friend. Keep record of it in a journal or in a memo on your phone. And then being mindful of the company you keep 
the conversations you have, the things that you consume, both in media or social media, and be hopeful because, again, gratitude begets gratitude. All right, my dears, sending blessings your way as you continue or start practicing gratitude. And I am so thankful for you for sharing your time with me. It means more than you know. Until next time, see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.